This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Everybody, this is Donnie B, and I am your host of Female Centrics. We are the first female-hosted fish community podcast, and today my co-host is the ever so visceral Christy. Hey guys, how you doing, Christy? Pretty good, and you? I'm good. I'm good. You were so sick last time. We were going to have you with the curveball to share your your fun lemonade experience from Curveball because all the rest of us were you like. You keep saying I was sick. Wah. I was buying a car. Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> the car sick whatever you weren't here guys i wasn't sick <laughs> well you usually get sick after fessies you're like the worst wook flu in the in all of yeah flu. i have issues <laughs> i didn't know i did for i did for 24 hours yeah yeah i mm. know it's poor a- jason i think he had like a, a two-week like reserved yeah. and then got the wook flu i no, he got freaking wook flu from couch tour that's what happened <laughs> from you know what i partied all last weekend at dicks at home did not get sick. Yes, it's probably because you were home. You were on your own Yeah, couch. it's called all the Wookiees get me sick. Yeah. Everything cool. gets me sick except for it's in my little space. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're so clean. That's why. I don't know if it's that or I just sleep good in my own bed. <laughs> I'm not in a tent. <laughs> yeah, I don't like tent sleeping either. Because when we did the RV one year to lock in, guess what I didn't get? No Wookiees. Sick. Uh-huh. Because I slept in air conditioning. I'm kind of a princess. I totally am too. I, you know, I'm like queen nature girl and all that jazz and I don't love camping. Yes, I said that. I don't love camping. I would love camping if I had an RV with all of it set up, but. It also costs like fucking two grand. Excuse me. It also costs like two grand. (laughs) (laughs) No F-bombs. We're only like, what, two minutes into this thing? Uh, Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah so is so uh you were able to go to the knuckleball um uh, i was after that after the mayhem of of curveball we were just looking around figuring out we had a friend with a hotel not too far away who wanted us to stay and gamble at the places and i'm like i'm like i don't think so I don't want to gamble. That doesn't sound like fun. I'm a loser. <laughs> so we wound up going to this knuckleball and we had, a, you know, it wasn't fish, but we all wound up. Our group of like six people went and had a wonderful time. We had a really good time. All sporting female-centric shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did it. We. F- oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's the jersey. It's okay. Sorry. We try to be a family show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> This is how I normally talk, well, people. Well, yes. It's but you know, life. I think, I think it, might be, uh, it might be beeped out. I think we should just do a beep out, though, Ryan. Yeah, let people know that normal people use swear words.
Nice. He's good. He's good. Um, what was the surprise? Remember they said there was going to be like a, a big surprise thing on, on Saturday night? What was the surprise band? There was no surprise. Oh, it was that this band, New Motif, though, mm-hmm. they were really good. Oh, cool. And they pulled out some fun stuff. It was fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good. I'm glad you went and had fun. I probably, maybe if I thought about it, but I mean, we just partied so hard Thursday night. I was just, Yeah, you I blew needed, your load. Yeah, I needed Chinese food in my bed and an AC. Yeah, we, we were, I am an extreme pacer. Pacer? Yeah, oh, if you're oh, at a festival, you got to yes. be an extreme pacer. Me too, yeah, exactly. Which to I would enjoy have. all the nights, you have, have to pace. Yeah, no, I busted out my Saturday night outfit on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you got me that dress, and I tried to cut it, and I threw it away. <gasps> I ruined it, Chrissy. It was so itchy. It was so good. Though. It was so oh, itchy. It, the... it just itched every part of my body. Oh, well. I tried. Okay, that's probably I really why tried. it was at the Goodwill because it itched somebody else really bad. It too. was really itchy. It was I mean, really I've beautiful. never felt itchiness like this. <laughs> oh well. Oh, I'm well. sorry. I loved the dress. Well, I definitely. I mean, I know we already did our curveball episode, but I wanted to, you know, include you in. It with... Makes me feel better. Yes, there's a little bit of a wrap up there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. I feel complete. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, I get to <laughs> well, pitch. You, you were the one that had the, the the lemonade. The only one that was a lemonade story. I'm so. on the only one that also went in, and the guy said, "Hey." Put your boots on, and the water's bad. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I walked around with bare feet. Jill drank the water. She's fine. Yeah, well, that's good. So, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, before we go into our interview tonight, I do want to um, say that you know we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. There are about 30 podcasts in this network so far and everything from fish and grateful dead and ween and history and whatnot but there's also a new one there are about four episodes in called alternative roots and the host is jesse jaro and uh, they have new exciting music and it's not found on spotify so this is self-release projects live recordings and alternative means of um, distribution that's going on here so tune in to alternative roots and once again this is part of uh, the osiris podcast network and we're also affiliated with relics so uh, today we are going to be interviewing a woman named Tara Lee Weathers that seems to be a bit of uh, one of those glorious unicorns in our fish community. And um, after we, um, she wrote a, an amazing book called How to Rock Your Life and Maintain the, the Magic of Live Music in Your Everyday Experience because... Who doesn't want to do that? Everybody. Exactly. That's what we all want to do, right? And then after we are done uh, interviewing Tara, we, uh, Christy and Tara and I will play a great another round of Market Price. You'll have to tune in after that. I have anxiety over that game now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's just because I've kind of hammered on you, but not in a right way. It's not that I'm like much better. I'm just like, guess I'm still 13 years off for Christ's sakes. But anyway, so yeah, so we will be uh, back in just a moment with Tara Lee Weathers. All right, and welcome, T- 
Kara Lee Weathers to Female Centrics Podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to have you, definitely. I'm Christy, um, Tara Lee. Yeah, this is Christy. Hi. <laughs> She's very visceral. That's what we call her. <laughs> <laughs> so when Dawn came to me and was like, oh, you want to do this? I've been, so we've run in the same circles, and I've been getting your email blog for years. So we have one really good friend in common, Marinda, a.k.a. Web uh, Chocolate. Yes, I love her so much. Right? She's the best, right? She really yes. is. I love her. She's a sweetheart. So yeah, we've had that. I've no. I we probably met honestly, running in those so, same like Ryan Mountblue and all that. Yeah, I bet we have. I want to go look in the background of all my pictures and see if you're in them. Right. I know. <laughs> That's. I was like, I'm sure I met her, but I have been reading your emails. You know, how long have you been doing those blogs for? Oh, a really long time. A because long it used time. to Yeah, like. 2006, seven, I think, because I, I was doing the Healthy Hippie magazine, and then it shifted into what I'm doing now, but it started as, as that. Well, it was a Healthy Hippie blog. Right. I remember that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was Jonathan Schwartz. It was his fault that that whole thing happened. Who's Jonathan Schwartz? Um, he's a DJ on Sirius XM yeah. General okay. of Jam. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I was at a uh, festival, Langerado, and um, I was just like Florida, talking right? to him. And then I was like, "I am a hippie. I'm a healthy hippie. Here's my healthy hippie tip of the day," um, which I can't share on <laughs> on the podcast of what it was, but I'll tell you what it. Oh was wow! Later. Okay, okay. Secret healthy hippie. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't such a healthy tip. It's actually really funny. Okay. But, um, <laughs> And then he just like put his hands on my shoulders and was like, this is something like you got to keep on doing this. So I sent him healthy hippie tips every day. And then he started announcing them on the air. And then he was like, you should get a website or something. So, that so I can, did. can you share some of your um, healthy hippie uh, tips? Because I, I'm, I personally am a, a hippie and I try to be healthy sometimes. And I believe that we have some hippies that follow us most likely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let me think. Well, I know I talked a lot about having really strong thighs and like <laughs> building up your thighs. So you can make it back and forth. Season. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. So you don't fall in the porta potty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already love you. This is awesome. <laughs> so there is no like, sitting on the porta potty. Like, so you crawl up and you, and you, you know, you get up, you hike up your skirt and you like squat over the porta potty and that's how you. <laughs> And yeah. You hold on oh, to the yeah. sides. No, God, no! You touch nothing in the porta potty. Yeah, touch nothing. So you have yeah. to have really strong, <laughs> strong thighs, thighs, otherwise yeah. you'll fall in. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. I can say that there are times where uh, I hold the holy shit bar that's clearly for women on the front door. Oh yeah, I've done that too. Yeah, but that's usually late night. But yeah, I do not sit in a porta potty. Uh, oh God, oh. no! Oh my God, yeah. no! Oh, another one, though, yes, is please to also <laughs> remember that, like, to look before, I mean, it's gross to look, but to make sure that the seat is, like, the cover is up, because oh. I have peed oh, on the cover, and then it gets all over Yes, you. that happened. <laughs> you are so fucking funny. I was not <laughs> expecting you to say that. I was expecting you to say, like, put spirulina in your smoothie. But you're talking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like, good, too. <laughs> this is, like, good life, you know. Good life uh, uh, tips here. So, because actually at um, Highgate, now, yes, I was a wee one at the time, but I'll never forget going in there and not even paying attention. And then all of a sudden, it was the freaking seat was down. That's a nightmare. Yeah. 
That's an idea. Yeah. Okay. Please give us more. Cause this is, these are hilarious tips. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, one was like, it was about tense. Let me think. Oh, it was always look in your tent before going to sleep. Cause there could be someone passed out in there. And that's Oh scary. yeah. That is a common thing that has not happened to me. And I have yet to go into anybody else's tent, which is, is great. Apparently, I want to say, and I want to say I heard this on Under the Scales. I think it was um, uh, uh, either Tom was telling it or it was Trey and Tom telling the story of um, Lemon Wheel or maybe it was Clifford Ball, but them running around like three, four o'clock in the morning and just screwing around with people and just like going up and unzipping their tents and being like, aha! <laughs> and then people like waking up and not realizing like, did I win? Trey in my tent last night or something. Actually, one time Marinda and I were at, I think it was Nativa. Oh, my God. I have this acquaintance that I don't even know that well. But he had been introduced to Marinda, and I had seen him, and he got really messed up. And Marinda finally comes over to where I am, and she's like, hey, your friend is sleeping in my tent. <laughs> and, <laughs> so I get him. We get him. My husband and I get him. And he's like... We try and bring him back to his own tent, and he has a he has a glass, like propane little candle in his tent, and he falls through his front door and literally knocks this thing over, almost lighting his tent on fire. Oh my gosh! We were like, "Oh my god, this guy's just got to go to bed." Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah, messed yeah. up actually. I know, it was a little messed up. We were like, yeah. "Wow." We actually started as saying, don't be a Jimny. Yeah. Because that was his name. Don't be a Jimmy. Yes. Whatever you do. <laughs> That's good advice. And yeah, I at um, Magnaball, I was in an RV um, with my friend Julie Parker. She's a huge um, fish know, fan. Yeah, I know Julie well. just from being online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's the best. So I was staying in an RV with her, and all, in the middle of the night, this guy just like comes in and when like he, I don't know, he like tried to like crawl into bed with her, but he thought that it was his RV and he's just in his boxers and she freaked out and started screaming. I was like, get out of here. We're like, how could anyone do that? They would know. So later that night I get up to go to the bathroom and I like walk to the porta potties and then I get into, I walk into someone else's RV. That is... Were they all like the rented ones, like the rent me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they all do exactly the same. They all, and they all say rent me on the back. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they all and look you, the yeah. same. And you would think when I go in and I see these other people, they were still up and sitting there. I would be like, oh, this isn't my RV. But I was like, why are you in my RV? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get in here? I already kicked out a stranger in his boxer shorts. What? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, so Tara, I, um, I ask you the same thing that I ask all our guests that, so what is your fish story? Tell us how you got into fish, your first show and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, it was in 1995. So that now everyone knows pretty much how old I am. When did you, but, did you say you graduated <laughs> college? You started then? I started in 1995. I told you we'd learn that. I know. And I started in 93. So yeah, this is the Hades. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all the like, so there was, um, I went to university of South Carolina first and there was like the hot Southern guy fraternity. They were Sigma Chi and they were all hippies and it was awesome. I like loved them all. And Whoa. so they were yeah. super into That's fish. Huge. Like widespread panic was actually our the house, um, their house, like frat band. So I Wait, used to see the... them in frats all the time. Oh, so widespread started play like you mean live? 
Yeah. Oh, cool. I love widespread panic. I've never seen them. Like, honestly, oh, I don't even know if I've so ever really good. heard them. Funny enough, I probably should, obviously, because there's kind of like a, you know, cousin. They were my the highlight for Locke in one of them, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intro. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so I, like, I loved all these boys, and then they all love fish, and so I was like, okay, well, I want to check out this fish, and I was um, a dancer, and I had a dance competition in um, North Carolina, so I was like, oh, well, fish is playing in Charlotte. I have the competition the next day. I might as well just kind of zip on over and go to the show. So I went by myself. <laughs> That's awesome. And I like remember being in the lot and I was like, what is this? And these people are so awesome and they're selling grilled cheeses and people are like hula hooping and, only a and, dollar. Like, and playing with like uh, what was the hacky sack and yeah. those like sticks. And There's so many cute dogs. Yeah. And all the dogs and like the patchwork. I was like, this is awesome. Um, so, and then I went into the show and Fishman was playing the vacuum cleaner and they jumped on the trampolines and I was like, oh my God, like I was like, I'm in. So then I went to Atlanta like shortly after that for Halloween and I was pretty much like, I didn't go a lot after that, but it took till big Cyprus for New Year's. That's when I like was in, in. I feel like I need to have a podcast just on Big Cypress. I was not there um, because I was living in Oregon at the time and I flew back east. And so I was with my crew. I had an amazing Y2K New Year's and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, But I've heard heard a lot about Cypress and I feel like that's something that that would be worthy just to get a bunch of people to call in and tell us their Big Cypress stories because I've heard it was just bonkers down there. Yeah, it was really fun. Some guy gave me this like magic wand, which was really just like a stick with a marble on it. But that (laughs) night it was magic. It was super freaking magic. magic. (laughs) Do you still have it? Um, no, I wish I did, but oh. he told me that cause I was really scared that the like, world was going to end and like, this was the end. <laughs> so with the magic wand, he was like, if you have this, you and everyone, you know, is safe. So I remember just like using it and shooting like rainbow love beams all over the place and it worked. Hell yeah. Oh, you saved the world. Thank you, Charlie. I did. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So Dawn told me you're from also from New Jersey. I am. Where are you from? I'm from Ringwood, New Jersey. Where? Right. Yeah, that's what everyone says. <laughs> you're not from the shore? What up? <laughs> I love the shore. I go down the shore every summer. Um, but yeah, Ringwood is a really tiny town, um, near New York it. state oh, okay. and it's like mountains oh, yeah, and so rivers you're in the country. and lakes. Yeah. Actually, I was just talking about that area with my kids. I was like, dude, New York, New Jersey has some really pretty areas. It just gets, everybody drives the parkway and all they see is the mountains of garbage and the smell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine, it doesn't look like that. It actually, I live in Vermont now and it looks a lot like Vermont. Right. Yeah. New Jersey has some beautiful areas. I'm assuming it's got the Garden State name for a reason. You know? Blueberries, blueberries. Cranberries. Lots of blueberries. Where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, Point it? Pleasant Beach. Oh, I love Point Pleasant. Yeah. Jenkinson's. Yeah. That's where I'm from. <laughs> What's Jenkinson's? <laughs> Last minute, same as Jenkins. <laughs> uh, it was, they own the whole boardwalk now, pretty much. But. But Delicious Martell's. seafood and such. Yeah, it's just like a bar, basically. Rides. It's a boardwalk. It's the boardwalk. Yeah, so back when I used to go, it was just like a really big bar that had the cheesy, like Jersey-style yeah. cover bands that right. played Bon Jovi. It, and... Yeah. Actually, when I was little, my dad would take me up there, and we'd see like Southside Johnny. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw some really good bands there as a little kid because I was like the one little kid that was like sitting at the bar. Like my dad would take Hence me up. That's why to... you got on Dead Door around <laughs> 15. Yeah, right. I'm like, wait, wait, uh oh. I was like a little bar kid. I remember like a specific moment after I went through puberty where I was like, uh, you're not coming with me anymore. <laughs> to dad? Yeah. I'm like, going to the bar by myself? No, no, no. My saying? dad was like, yeah, you can't come. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you like, uh, kicked your dad out of the bar. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> get out of here, dad. I'm 12. <laughs> It's my bar. Right? <laughs> exactly. They know my name, not yours, Dad. <laughs> um, so, all right. So you started getting into your blog um, through uh, meeting this guy at Lang... Lang... I'm sorry. I'm going to say... Languedoc. It's not Languedoc, obviously. It's Languedoc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then where yeah. did this lead you into? Because, you know, for me, how I found you was uh, through your book, which I, I still, I'm just fascinated by the name and I've read about it, but I've not had a chance to read it. And, but I will, uh, I just have to get a copy. <laughs> and uh, I can arrange that. <laughs> hey, you might know somebody, right? <laughs> I know, I know a guy. All right. All right. Um, but I just don't, I mean, how to rock your life maintain the magic of live music in your everyday experience Chrissy and I you know it's kind of we introduced you introduced you um before you hopped on here and yeah who the hell doesn't want to because I mean I have my like quote-unquote real life of being a teacher and a mom and all that kind of stuff but then the other like split down 50 50 is that live music side of me that I'm just as at home in so tell us how you came um to writing this book and your experience with it and what it's all about yeah, so I guess a lot like a, I don't know how many years ago, but a long time ago, I pretty much felt like I was living a double life. It was like my live music self and then my real life self. And I mean, the first time like that, when I was telling you my first time going to fish, I was like, what? Like, these are my people. And I felt safe when I went to a fish show or to any live music to be the wildest expression of my authentic self. But then when I was in my regular life, I had like a boyfriend that wasn't so great. I didn't like the job that I was doing. What was the job you were doing? um, I was, I was actually a teacher in a public school. I taught dance, Mm -hmm. um, which sounds like really great, but um, it was a really overcrowded classroom and the kids were just like, on a lot of sugar and being yes, all crazy yes. all the time. Yes, yes. Um, and it's just not my, I call it, I talk about this in the book too, of areas of awesome and like teaching children is just not in my area of awesome, mm-hmm. uh, which is the thing you can do all day, every day without getting tired. And you just like want to do more and more and more. Like probably this podcast is like something that you could like talk. I can tell by how good you are at this, that this is something you'd want to do all day, every day. Mm -hmm. But teaching for me just left me exhausted. I even remember one time when a kid got really sick, I was like, I'm going to like come really close to you. So hopefully I get the flu too. So I don't have to come to come to work today. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm glad you stopped being a teacher. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All the children. And and I'll just say just for a moment. So I'm a teacher, but I actually created my own school and it's actually named after a Grateful Dead song. It's called it's eyes of the world discovery center and it's a forest preschool. So we do most of our learning outside in the woods, playing in the woods, climbing trees and sticks and all that. And I knew, I knew when I graduated college, I would never fit into anybody else's box. And I knew I wanted to start a school that was going to be called Eyes of the World someday. And just, you know, but 
you know, manifested yes. it sort of thing. So I hear you on that because I, there was no way in hell I'd ever been able to work into a public school in that setting. So I hear you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it wasn't teaching. Cause I actually, I teach yoga now and I've like, I teach at kids camps sometimes and I actually, I really, really love that. But yeah, the public schools had a lot of rules and I don't know. And it was very structured and I just didn't like that. I always say I have commitment problems. I don't like teaching classes like regularly. I kind of like doing special events. The so sad was, part of that is, is as a dance teacher to public school, why would there be so many things wrapped around you, like telling you how to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you probably had to fit some sort of rubric or, you know, oh, curriculum. That's so silly. Or... You would have done so much better as a oh, yeah. teacher. And so would have the children. Yeah. yeah. If you could have well, just Well, and I was them. also, like, I didn't have my own space. And I was in the classroom that was already overcrowded with a million desks. And so then I had to teach dance with, like, let's crawl under the desk and over the desk. And then what? they decided that I wasn't That's... allowed to climb Wait, on didn't... the desks anymore. <laughs> Wait, you didn't have, like, a gym or something to teach you? No. What? Nope. <laughs> no wonder you hated it. <laughs> kids dancing between, stand up and dancing between your seat and your... I'm surprised you don't I didn't have kids trying to crawl in their desks. <laughs> Yeah, I want, I tried. (laughs) So yeah, that was one school. Another school I had my own room, but it was way too small. And so like you couldn't move around in it. And it was so loud and it was like always extremely hot. It was crazy. So So then I would try to go outside, but then they were like, you can't go outside anymore. (laughs) So I tried to do all the things to make it more fun. But yeah, God, the education system so screwed up. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, Yeah. So when I was there, like once I started really getting into live music, it was like I was just planning for the next show and the next festival and the next thing that I could go to. And I I wasn't living in the present moment because my present moment wasn't in alignment with who I was. Mm -hmm. And so then when I would get to the show or festival, I was like so overwhelmed by the amazingness that it was that I couldn't handle it. And so I would drink all the things and take all the things and do all the things and forget all the things and then be coming down from all the things. And then Monday would come and I would be like so sad Ugh. and have an epic case of post-show blues. And then I would start the cycle again of like, well, where's the next time I can like experience this thing that I'm going to ruin and forget anyway. Oh my God. This I, happens to so many. Get- I have a oh, name yeah. for it. Yeah. It's your- called getting the yayas out because the day to day gets so much. Mm. I remember doing this when my kids were little, so it's not the exact same thing, but like if a Friday night rolled around and I got to go to Boston or, you know, I went to a fish festival, it was like, you know, it was like I, everything came out at once. Like every energy I had outside of where I was, and then by Monday, I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a real thing, I think. I really do. Yeah, I did it for a really long time until finally I was like, I can't do this anymore. And what are the feelings? Like, I know that there's feelings attached to why I'm going to these, these shows and why I've seen Fish over 100 times, like, and spent all my money going to see them and time and all the things. So there's a feeling that I was chasing. And so once I was able to identify those feelings, like, connected, surrendering, magic, um, expressed, safe, all of those feelings and figured out ways that I can incorporate that into my everyday life. Then I started feeling much more like myself all of the time. And at first I did it in little ways. Like I would wear tie dyed underwear, like under my clothes to work and be like, hee hee, I'm a hippie. Um, or when I was at a stoplight, I would just like put my hands on my heart and take three deep breaths to feel connected. I would 
um, bring my iPod into the bathroom stall at work and put on like a really good show and have like a raging dance party while I was in the bathroom stall. So it was all different ways that I was like infusing those feelings into my everyday and it felt really good. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I want even more of that. And once you start to like live your like wildest expression of your authentic self, you want it more and more and more of that. So then I just started like, I ended up not doing that job anymore. I left the boyfriend that I had at the time and I just started making all of my decisions on like, how can I feel that way all the time? And it's not like the moment the lights come down and like the band plays the first note, like I'm not going to feel like that all day, every yeah, day. Sure. But if I could feel even like one tenth of that or one one hundredth of that. Stepping out of your car Five times in a day. Whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. I Well, you know, and, and I, I was saying, um, we were talking about it from our last episode about it, Curveball, that, it, you know, we only had that Thursday night. It, like, we were on we were on lot for it. And, <clears throat> you know, we went and got all the fun stuff and this and that. We came back and my husband, Jason, wanted, was ready to settle down. And at that point, like the way he calls it, he says, your tail's wagging on. Like, go. Just, I'm just like, I'm like, can I go? Can I go? Like, <laughs> you know, like, boom. I, I totally was, know that. Yes, you know that. <laughs> my, I mean, literally, my, like, like my tail wags my hair is like in pigtails usually and I just took off for like three hours and I remember all of it but then there's parts of it it was just this like vroom, like yeah flow. you tried to recruit a stripper what I did to yeah, go what onto, onto females yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what you were trying to do with her but finally I'm like Dawn Dawn this lady is telling you she's a stripper that's probably why I was trying to recruit her. To I think somewhere. she was trying to recruit her to come somewhere. <laughs> See, there's little things like that. So it's not like, I mean, I remember the whole night. It hasn't, but it was just this, it was shoving three nights, not even the show, not even the concerts itself, but like the three like late nights all into one night. That it was like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's why I came back and mourned so hard. Cause I was just like, all oh, the post tour blues. It just came all out two days, you know, sort of thing. But I hear you. It's just, you know, I, I get on there and it's I get online and it's I'm home. It's the most comfortable. It's the like, you know, I'm firing all cylinders. Um, I yeah. love this concept. I love that you decide. So so tell us now. So you have all of these feelings you want to, you know, you want to and you're like, all right, I'm going to write a book like ebook. Like, how do you do like where did it go from there? Yeah, well, so I've been writing the blog for a really long time, and someone said, you should write a book, and I said, okay, mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> which is kind of how, like, everything I do. Someone's like, you should do this. I'm like, okay, and then I do it, um, so I just started writing it, and then I wrote it all, like, really quickly, mm-hmm. but then I rewrote it about a hundred times, and it, t- it was a five-year process before it was actually in my hands, and I looked for different publishing options. So I, I have a publisher. Um, it's called Assisted Publishing. So they helped me with a lot of it, like the cover design and the layout and um, a lot of this, that kind of stuff. So it's a paperback, hardcover, and an ebook. And I want to turn it into an audio, is it called an audiobook? Audiobook. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Um, an audiobook. So I haven't done that yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, do you have the book in front of you? Because I'm curious what the the um, like chapters are. Like, what do you have? Like, how do you have this broken up? I mean, you're. This is fascinating to me because I, I totally, I, I'm feeling you 100% here. I, I, and I think that's why, like, I was really drawn to you at first when I first saw that you put this out because it's just, you know, 
It is. It is. It, I think this is just important. And plus, it's, you know, there's so many people who don't live this life who don't know the joy that we feel. They're like, oh, you know, like, and it, and it's, you know, my mom gets it. My parents get it. But they're also just like, okay, you keep walking by your countertop that's broken, but yet you're going to your hundred and whatever show to like, and I'm like, yeah, because whatever, the whatever, it'll break again. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, well, yeah. So tell me how you broke it up into in like, how did you separate this? What was your, you know. Um, I'm opening up a box of them right now. Oh, great. <laughs> so great. Take yeah. A second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for what you were saying, my my parents were like, how can you go see the same band like over a hundred times? Isn't it the same thing? And they're huge Yankee fans, like crazy Yankee fans. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, how, why, how do you, why do you go see the Yankees like all the time and have like season tickets and see them like as much as you possibly can? And they're like, cause every game is different. And I'm like, yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so that, that's how they got it. So I was like, it's, it's like a game every time, except our team always wins. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> except curveball. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, and so with the curveball, like why also, I think you probably felt like even more like sad than normal after a show is because like curveball, it charges your battery to the max. So living this way and living authentically that like keeps your battery like at, you know, like mid range, (laughs) but then we need those experiences to fully charge our battery to the top. So we were all like kind of mid range charged and then we didn't get to like charge it all the way to the top yeah. like we normally would yep i yes that's exactly how i've like that i just freaking love you right now i'm telling you this is like <laughs> you are speaking to my soul girl because i that's exactly what i say i'm like it just recharges me like and it's funny because i think even my my staff when i came back they're like oh you know how was everything i've got like 10 staff underneath me and and obviously they all know I'm a diehard and this and that and they know how excited i get beforehand and then i came back and they were all just like oh t- Oh, let's just be real quiet around her. <laughs> I was like, I'm okay because we're gonna be starting school, and really, when it comes out, I do get. Out, I love what I do for teaching. Like, I I love being in the woods, playing with the children, and climbing trees, and and all of that I means everything. So for me, like, yes, as a new fresh year, and I was having that recharge at least when I was talking about before that half of my life is this one lovely, uh, you know, component of my family and my children and my school, and the other half is is you know fit or live music you know fish in particular but um it's pretty much fish for dawn yeah yeah well i mean i get to yeah, i like umphreys and i get to the dead when i can and but yeah no you're right it is it is i know because i just don't have that much money someday someday sponsors someday. yeah but it's hard to get dawn to even go to local music well that's because i have a two-year-old now I started it all over again, Terry. I was almost 16, 13, and then I married a really cute guy that's 24. No, that's not 24. He was 24 when we got together, but he's 10 years younger than I am. She's robbing the cradle. Care. Yep, back back at it again. But anyway, anyway, so tell us about, um, uh, yeah, so tell me about your uh, the chapters. What are they? Yeah. Okay, so they are... Chapter one, consciously infuse alive music magic into your everyday experience. Chapter two, get high. Chapter three, magic is normal. And Miranda's in that um, chapter. She that has a story in there. That does not surprise me. Mm. <laughs> Miranda's pretty magic when she's on it. Oh, yeah. Magic. I fell totally in love with that yeah. girl the first night I ever met her. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, chapter four is achieve self-care superhero status. Chapter five, slay the time and energy vampires. Chapter six, take the highway to the awesome zone. Chapter seven, become a manifesting unicorn. Chapter eight, feel all the feels. Chapter nine, stop being an ass. Chapter 10, <laughs> forgive, forgive everyone for realsies. Chapter 11, make sweet moves. And chapter 12, rock your life. 
I love those chapters. Oh those God. are like almost the best names of chapters I've ever heard. I feel like they're like the chapters to my life. Are you right? kidding me? <laughs> like, you just used the word for realsy. I don't know how many yeah. times I've Forgive used everybody for realsy. For realsy. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I was having trouble coming up with the names of the chapters, and I have a writing buddy named Rella, and she was like, well, are you dancing? And I was like, oh, I forgot. So I made a 12-song playlist that I thought would go to each of the chapters, and then I just started dancing and then wrote all the chapters, which they changed a little bit since then, but the they basically stayed the same. Oh, I don't even know. I'll have to like go back and look. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm curious what they are. And so those are the songs that you danced through those songs, and that's how you came up with the names of the chapters? Yeah, but the first, I didn't even get through the first song, and I just started writing. Ah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So each chapter has their own um, suggested listening that goes with it, too. So you can have a playlist, and I made a, a playlist on Spotify that has them all. Now, is it all fish songs, or is it other, like, bands as well? Oh no, it's so many. I have like Megan Trainer and Xavier Rudd and REM and like nice. <laughs> everything in between. REM. The bass player, he wanted to take me home one night. I met him one night at some festival. That guy loved me. What's his name? The bass player from REM? Oh. I don't remember. He Michael, some... not Michael Stipe. No, not Michael Stipe. It was the other guy with the glasses. I didn't recognize him, and I think that he liked that. So, like, everybody was all starstruck at this bar. And I went up to him, and I was like, hey, what are you drinking? And he was like, whatever. And I took his drink and drank it all in front of him. And then I ordered two more, and he was just like, what? Like, who's this girl? And then he hung out with like, all of us all night. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, That's I, such a good story. I well, I totally get starstruck. Like I can't, it's hard for me. Like I can pull it together, but I I knew it was the guy from REM, but I didn't recognize him. So to me, and I was all full of piss and vinegar that night. So I was like, Woo. Donnie's always full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> Don't you let her fool you. <laughs> that I was starstruck once when I met Jay Z, but oh, I was yeah. like, I used to be a cheerleader for the New Jersey Nets, and I was in the back practicing and someone called my name and he owns the nets at the time. And someone called my name and I turned my head and I was like smack into Jay-Z and he's really tall. So I was like, (laughs) at his like belly button (laughs) and I just like look up and see that it's him and I just don't move. And he's like, okay. And I was like, okay. And he started to walk and I kept my face like against him and just kept walking (laughs) because I was like paralyzed. And then all of a sudden I realized what was happening and I screamed and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. I I one time was in New York City. We went to the jammies. Remember when there used to be the jammies? Oh, yes. I love those. So we were at the jammies, and later on we went to some small club, and and Mickey was playing with his his drum circles, and I was losing it. I really enjoy the drums in the right moments. And so then he goes outside. He ends it with um, Not Fade Away, and he's got on white gloves, and a white Cadillac comes out front. And I'm standing with my boyfriend at the time, and his security guard comes up and says, would you get in the car now? And I'm like, what? And he's like, he'd like you to come with him. Mickey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, no. I'm standing here with my fucking boyfriend. Oh, Oops. <laughs> my stinking boyfriend. <laughs> I didn't. He's, yeah, I, w- I probably wouldn't have anyway. That's not the way I operate. Well, it's just fun, though. I mean, it's if you win the car, much uh, fun. does if that mean so- you have to give him a little Yeah, I would assume, yeah, that's just not the way I operate. Yeah. You at least got to like me. He doesn't even know if he likes me. Well, you looked like a good time. You are a freaking good time. So, yeah, yeah, it's still not the way I work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I true. probably would have punched him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> probably would have. Cheesiness of getting into a white Cadillac, <laughs> you know, coming from the Jersey Shore, just like that. Just you know, I don't know. It just like it just didn't turn me on. I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. Oh, I was yeah, you're like, if it was a Volkswagen bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, Mickey. Like, come on. Yeah, do or if it was like a Subaru. Yeah, yeah. It, like, I don't yeah. know. It, maybe if it was Carlos Santana getting in. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I will say, so once again, Ryan, can you find me the name of the bass player of, of R.E.M. just for a minute, for please? So... Please, thank you. So uh, I will say, like, so he hung out with us one night, and then the second night he came right up, and I was with my ex at the time. He's like, hey, like, how you guys doing? We hung out with him. And then when we were leaving that night after hanging out with him, he went up to my ex, and he was like, can I take your wife home to my to my bed and breakfast? And this was in, like, North Adams, Mass. And I'm like, and, and you know, like, uh, and I'm like, do you got to do better than that? I gave him my phone number. I'm like, well, maybe take me to the Bahamas. Maybe. <laughs> Your bed and breakfast in like Western Mountain. No. Yeah, no thanks. Is that bad of me to say that? I don't That's know. kind of how I felt. It was a long time ago, at least. <laughs> yeah. Look. Mike Mills. That's who it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was. It was Mike Mills. That's who it was. But um, anyway, sorry. So ran, ran it back in here. So. Um, so when you so you you created this amazing book, which now I feel like is like I, I have to read and have it on me all the times. It's like going to be like my Bible of sorts. I really I, I can't. Oh. I, I'm I'm really resonating with what you're saying. It, it's yeah. Um, and then and honestly, it's a big part of why I chose to do this podcast because I have such joy in me through fish and through live music that I just wanted to be able to share this with whoever's out there listening kind of thing. You know, it's just, uh, the, the love is intense and real, you know? Um, so, you know, you wrote this book and then is this what sort of, uh, propelled you at this point to go in and buy your land? Because that was another thing. I remember you talking about that you almost got this land of Vermont and this and that, and then you did, it was on fish chicks, I believe. Right. And you started yeah. getting into it. Yeah. Well, my, we were driving to a music festival, not this Memorial Day, but the one before that. And my husband was complaining about his job for like an hour. Uh -huh. And so finally I was like, well, what if you just didn't do your job? And we combined our areas of awesome together and like did something. What do you think we would do? And what would that look like? And he's like, oh, we definitely buy some property in Vermont and turn it into a retreat center. And what's his so areas then, of awesome? Uh, well, he's really, I mean, he's a financial analyst, so he's really good at budgeting and all that kind of stuff, but he's also amazing at renovating. Oh, sweet. Um, he's renovated a couple of homes. He just Googles things and figures it out. Um, like he, yeah, he's crazy. Like he didn't know how to put in a floor and he Googled, how do you put in a floor? And then all of a sudden we had like beautiful floors. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christy's husband. Yeah. He fixes and does yeah. everything. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. You never get anything new. Your dishwasher will be fixed for the next 20 years, which is good. <laughs> and eventually, like, after 20 years, you're like, dude, we need a new dishwasher, man. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So he, like, he also loves, like, searching for real estate. That's also <laughs> one of his areas of awesome. So he just, like, right away started looking at places. And this was the third place that we looked at that we were like ready to put an offer on the other two people. They were on both on the market for four years. And right when we were about to put an offer in, they accepted other offers. 
Um, but then this place is so perfect and it's in the town of Morrisville, Vermont, which I didn't know at the time is like the coolest town. There's a Grateful Dead bar down the street and a lot of breweries and there's a bike path and it's just really great. And the community of people there are just so amazing. I Where love were you it so living much. before that? Uh, well, we also live in Burlington, okay. Vermont. So we live in both places. Um, now, but yeah, so we closed in November and then had our first retreat in May, less than a year after the idea. That's awesome. Definitely. And you have, uh, quite a few, like I went to your website last night and I was looking at it. It's like, it's almost like you have one every month. It seems like, am I right on that? Yeah, actually in October we have like four or five, yeah. um, I retreats. Like- so we hope we rent it out to other people to, um, so they can do their retreats. And then I also do my own. Do I like the dance and- one. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I like the dance one. Do you host that one where you just go and dance the weekend away? Um, I mean, I would like to, but that one is, that's the groove fit one. And that's, um, hosted by a woman named Heather. So is it, is it exercise related? That retreat or that retreat? Yeah. Is she like, is a part of this groove fit movement and oh, it's okay. like yeah. a dance exercise thing. Oh, cool. She has videos of her like dancing with all these people all over the world. It's That's pretty so awesome. awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So tell us about some of your retreats that you've got uh, coming up and going on or, or even um, some past ones. Like, you know, even that, like what, how, how was your first retreat after you bought the uh, land? Yeah. So the very first retreat we did was a wild woman retreat with Haley Jane and Haley actually lives at the retreat center, um, which is super cool. She's amazing. And, um, that was our second, um, wild woman retreat that we did together. And it's always so amazing just when a group of women come together to like, just be wild. It gets like, Mm -hmm. uh, people share things they never shared before, like so much crying and laughing and hugging and dancing. It was really great. And it was also, it was kind of double nerve wracking because I'm always nervous before a retreat that people aren't going to like it and they're going to hate it and want to go home. But then now it's also like, this is our place. Mm. So I was like nervous about that too, but everybody loved every single thing about it. And we're really excited. That's awesome. I've just hosted a lot of retreats and, um, travel a lot. And so I kind of just brought all the things that I know works and yeah. brought them all in. So what did you do so, at the, like, if you don't mind, like, kind of breaking it down a little bit, I'm curious what, what wild women do at your retreat. I, I personally am a wild woman, so I'm curious. Woo. <laughs> um, well, we all write a song together. Um, Haley does different writing exercises with us. It was different both times. And then um, she took it and over the night, like, made it into, like, a beautiful song. And she sings it in her solo acoustic sets and they're both going to be on her like new record that she's going to do so that's really cool and um, we learned choreography from one of her um, songs because she has dancers come on stage with her if you've ever seen her live show so she taught us the choreography and what's her name again Haley um, what's her last name it's Haley Jane and the primates Jane yep mm-hmm. she's played at three yeah she plays around quite a bit she- like the Somerville area and oh cool yeah, yeah. cool Oh, nice. I've seen her. Yeah, great. Miranda danced with her for a little bit, didn't yes. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did. And now she's with uh, Ryan Montblou. Oh yeah, they do. Yes, darling. Yeah, it's like their like duet. It's fun. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, go ahead. 
Um, yeah, we do a wild woman dance party where everyone picks the song that they like to get wild to, and then they dress as their most authentic wild self. And we were in the barn, and I set up all these crazy lights, and we all danced to everybody's song. That is amazing. Christy just lit up when I'm you like, said that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of um uh what is this that seven sacred oh, what is it four. Oh, uh, sacred dance. What the heck is it? Gabrielle Roth. Yeah. Gabrielle Roth. Yeah, I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, Gabrielle Roth. with her before. Yes, I got into her for about a year or so when I was pregnant. My daughter's 13 now when I was pregnant with her. And oh my gosh, was that some really intense, incredibly spiritual, moving dance moments. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, five rhythms. That's what yes, that's. thank you. Five, like four, three, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, like I, that whole thing needs to be like, uh, God, I wish I lived in Morrisville, Vermont. It could be like a regular, like, I mean, you could like go there once a week and jam out to that song you were feeling that week with yeah. all other women. Well, that's what I did with the Sometime, Gabrielle Roth singing. Yeah. It was every Sunday yeah. in the over in the Dover in one of the mills. Oh, right. Uh, I yeah. remember you asking me to go to that yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm, it'd be like Piano Man. Right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like silent disco, whatever gets you off that week, you put in your own ears, you dance. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I do this um, other thing. I do it at all my retreats, and it's called the blindfo- Blindfolded Chakra Dance Experience. And I blindfold everyone for like an hour. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd handle that. When is the next Wild Woman retreat? We need to go. Yeah, Dawn and I, um, I think we need to go, Donnie. Yeah, this needs to happen. Yeah, it's going to be in April. We're actually picking the weekend shortly. April what? She's oh, yeah, I don't know duh. yet. <laughs> <laughs> we both say the duh. My birthday, <laughs> if, April what? if April 6th is a weekend that's my birthday weekend so i'd have a free pass to go (laughs) (laughs) and is this is this something that like um like teenagers are able to go to too is this more of definitely like adult oriented once we get there adult things happen and that sort of thing or would it be something that would be a part like i have a 13 year old just curious like if if, well it should be 14 in april but just curious is that yeah i think that would be a case by case um depending on the teenager and how they are but I like I can't imagine why it wouldn't be beneficial for your daughter to be there and then like also for I don't know we used to grow up in situations where it was like elders and young ones and so I think it could be pretty beautiful yeah 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 I do too well and you know Daphne too Christy I mean yeah yeah. she would be fine yeah 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 it probably would have benefited my uh teenage that age girls honestly just because they're so wrapped up in themselves to be able to see getting out of yourself would probably have helped them. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that's cool about Daphne is that she's not right. at all like that. It's funny with, with that one. But I th- I just feel like, yeah, she's a little wild woman too and that she would dig that. Um, yeah. And so then yeah, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've done, uh, the second retreat was a songwriting retreat with Ryan Montblue and it was wonderful. Totally in Chrissy's circle, yeah. Yeah, he's like literally one of my favorite. I mean, he's up there for me with Jerry, one of my favorite singer songwriters. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's, I yeah, tell him like all a, the time. Yeah, he's, he's like a freaking poet. His words are so beautiful. Yeah, he's like Paul Simon, and now yeah. Paul Simon's not going to be touring anymore. So I was like, now's your chance. <laughs> you better take that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't his band break up? No. Well, he's got a new band. He has a new band. Yes, yes, yes. Is yes. it? Uh, what's it called now? 
Ryan Malpuban. Oh, oh, okay. Just oh, <laughs> well. See, I thought I thought it like that dispersed. But no, they're actually I've seen them a couple times. They're awesome too. They're really great. Drag so, my uh, drag. Get me. I to, can't get I dog know, go anywhere I but know, fish. <laughs> oh no, definitely go, Ryan. So yes, good. Yes, and yes, yes. His, I do need to do that. He also is an incredible teacher. So these like songwriting retreats have brought out this like whole other side of him, and he's really really good at it. That's awesome. Nice. Um, and just one last part I wanted to talk about uh, before we end our interview and go into our, our fun market, pri- uh, market price game show. But you had something about a conscious party animal coalition. You wild <laughs> yeah. woman. Tell us about your conscious party animal coalition. <laughs> yeah. Well, so conscious partying is about just paying attention to the things that you ingest and also like what they mean for the world and then also how you interact and like take care of one another and the planet. Um, and so I used to not necessarily be such a great, like about how I talked about when I used to go to the shows and I would do all the things. And sure. like, I like to describe it as I wouldn't eat a banana. Like when I was home, I was so healthy. I was going to yoga classes. Like I would read every label on everything. I wouldn't eat a banana if it wasn't fair trade because of like the farmers and the practices and the things that would happen. But then I would go to festivals and people would offer me things where people get murdered. And like, it's like, you don't even know what's in it and have no problem like doing that. Uh Where I'm like, this is super hypocritical and I really need to like pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, so I kind of, yeah, 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 definitely. And admit it. Yeah. And like, I'm still like learning more and more things of what everything means and what it is. So it's a con it's a constant process, but, um, yeah, just, I, I also really hate being hungover like really badly. Yes. And, and I also get really mad when I'm like, I can't remember something that happened cause I wasn't fully present. So I created this way. There's, I mean, there's definitely people that need to be sober or choose to be sober and then there's the people that are going crazy. So this is kind of the, this like gray area that I like to call sober ish. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not a bad um, space so, to be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so supporting others that want to live that way. So I'm creating an online membership program called the conscious party animal coalition. That's going to launch in the fall for people that want to work like, and I be really... in a group. The conscious part is really good, though, because well, you definitely so, need to be aware. Are you like, are you, have you been researching like, um, like the resources of, okay, so say MDMA, for instance, right? Big, big piece. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, you're getting it pure as I'm doing, you know, most of the times you're not, but like, you know, p- test kits are going around a lot, this and that. So is this going to be like, you've been researching sources of, of certain, you know, like as I'll just say MDMA or, and then you like, it's almost like this one is, is a conscious one. This one's okay because this came out of, I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. I have no idea what I'm talking about right now, but as far as like, you know, is it like this one came out of somebody's like farm in, and they're just having to be making this. Is that even a thing that happens or are they all like bad guys making like MDMA? I feel like there's not, I feel like yeah, such a beautiful drug a lot, yeah. you know? I don't think they're necessarily like, um, I lost my train of thought. About it. Bad um, guys? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, so I'm talking about like they're... the sources, not not that you're knocking out on people. I don't mean that, but I mean just like uh, you know, like like the sources of this or like or maybe like you were saying the banana fair trade, for instance. Like, you know, are there certain drugs that are always, no matter what, wherever you get it, it's always just coming from you know, I, I was I say bad guys in quotes. Yeah, but, I mean you know. cocaine I think is pretty impossible. Yeah. 
unless you're like chewing on cocoa leaves in Peru yep. that you like picked, like that's different. But yep. it's I, the same I with any pharmaceutical you do. I mean, it's yeah our enemy mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely I'm, my next book is about conscious partying. So I've been doing a lot of research, but I still have a lot of work to do on that end to find that out. But um, yeah, so I don't know the answer to that. I don't think that would give like specific like these people are good to buy your that, that would be a from. huge lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> don't so sorry. ever do that. I'm gonna back <laughs> up on I'm gonna back up on what I was asking you because by no means that's what I was saying. I'm saying more so um no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not saying that. I'm saying more so a drug itself. So MDMA. Like, is that something that you can take and be a conscious party and part of the conscious party coalition? Are you saying sobriety is being a conscious party animal coalition? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what is your, like, like, what are you getting at when you say about the conscious party animal coalition besides the sources and whatnot? That's, that's what I was asking you. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you feel like MDMA is a thing that you can take and like you're consciously deciding to take it and like you set an intention before you do it and you almost are using it as a medicine, Mm -hmm then yeah, that's great for you. <laughs> but if you're doing it every day and just like taking everything under the sun and not really thinking about it, that's, that's ah. kind of the difference. Okay, and so also totally the amounts. And, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's different. So, um, it kind of is what would, what would that mean to you? So how I consciously party would be different than how you consciously party. Ah, I and see. Okay. So it's not necessarily that it's a fair trade. MDMA but the big thing is, is, not. is, that's the, not, yeah, yeah. is the morning after. Yeah. Yes. You gotta yep. like, like these, I've recently heard a term in the past year or two that I was like, oh, I'm really getting old, man. These candy flippers, they're on everything under the sun. How do you oh, possibly yeah. wake up in the morning and feel human? Yeah, you don't. You don't. I've done all of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't. You don't. You don't, right? Mm. Because I can drink a six pack and just smoke a little weed and wake up in the morning and not feel human. So yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. How do people do like multiple different drugs? And first and foremost, Remember everything that happened, enjoy everything that happened, and wake up and not take. I, I swear to God, it would take me a week to recover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And the older I get, the longer it takes me to recover mm-hmm. from everything. And I just like, I just want to feel good. Like, life is too short and too long to feel crappy all the time. Especially so, when the but, sun's I, but out. I also like, I don't want to feel left out and I want to like rage it till four in the morning. So now I bring a French press with me to festivals with coffee and I don't drink caffeine on a regular basis. And coffee is my recreational drug of choice. And I drink a cup at like 10 PM and then I'm like dancing with everybody else until four in the morning. And then I wake up and I feel great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Do you know, I drink a cup of coffee every night before I go to bed. Yeah, oh my goodness! Jason's the same way. He yeah, I really do. It. No, that would, I have would do my, nothing. I have my one drink in the morning, and like, nope, Ugh. I can't do it. I literally could only eat. I only drink three things, honestly. Every once in a while, I have a drink, like a whatever, a mixed drink. But I drink beer, water, and coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, uh, Terrily, I'm so happy to hear all about this and I cannot wait to read your book. And I suggest anybody listening to read your book and we'll we'll pump it out on our on our groups as well. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And um, we are going to be right back with our awesome game show market price it was nice to meet you tara finally it's so nice to meet you too even though we probably have met i feel like we must have i know know. (laughs) so we'll be right back great 
and welcome to everyone's favorite fish game show, Market Price. Hey, Ryan! Yay! Yay. Uh, so I'm your guest host this week. Uh, Jason is out of the studio, sick. Uh, big shoes to fill. But uh, so this game, how it works is we pick random sh- uh, live show recordings from the uh, Fish Tracks website. Thank you, Fish Tracks. Uh, and we give you one minute clip. Uh, at the end, yes. we date, guess month, the year. date, month, and year. Yeah. Uh, and your goal is to be closest without going over. Price is right rules. And so for the first round, we will be going with uh, Chrissy, Dawn, and then Tara. Oh, I have to be first. Ready. Yes, you do. And here we go oh. with our first song. So it's inside. The car horn. It's definitely the band fish. Definitely the band fish, not a cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Are people singing along? Yes, they are. Well, I said it's inside. Three point so, out. Yeah. People are talking. Either that or it's a pavilion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like spec. You say spec? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking to you. so funny. Don and I always think it's spec. You're always every show. Yes. Every show is at spec. Right? <laughs> okay, Chrissy, your turn. Are you cheating? Chrissy's looking at her phone. No, I'm reading a text. Sorry. Sorry, don't read a text. Remember, she doesn't even want to win. So I know. She I don't think she's going to go that far. Oh, uh, you know what? She's giving up on life. I Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> she's living her life. Yeah. <laughs> she experiences the music. Exactly. I'm going to go uh, 2012. Mar- no. Uh, God. October. Uh, October 12th. Okay. All right. Over to Donnie. Seven, four, 13. A great guess. All right. Over to Tara. Don't do that. I I, I was (laughs) going with the July also, like a seven, one, 15. Ooh. All right. And I'll say it's a great guess pretty much no matter what. So that's (laughs) no clue. So I was 7115. 7 15. Uh, 7 And who got it? Donnie takes it with an extremely close Ooh. guess of uh, July 4th, 2013. This was July 16th, 2013. Nice job, Donnie. At the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater in Alpharetta, Georgia. I still get excited for the winners. I know, because you're a good sport. And then we'll swear at each other in between, but it's fine. Yeah, we're all like, yay, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, right. (laughs) Sometimes the winner is off by 10 years. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes it gets ugly. Yeah. The boy fish fish podcasts are probably like what are they doing man no. <laughs> i was gonna say like 
when you play this, it is so hard. And uh, I can just imagine people on forums, like Fantasy Tour, be like, they're not very good at this. Yeah. Oh, God, Until you yeah. sit, sit in the hot seat. Exactly. Come, come play yeah. with us. Email me, like, femalecentrics at gmail.com. If you want to play, you can call in. Please do. Please do. Agassi and some of the boards been like, they're not real fans. They right. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've noticed that the, the big issue is you can't really go on sound quality because it's just a mix of sound boards and mm-hmm. tapers. So mm-hmm. even even that, you kind of eliminate. It's an absolutely impossible game. I bet you Trey wouldn't do good at this game. Well, I know t- when Tom first tried the first time, yeah. he said he was like out to lunch with his mom and his, he was waiting for his mom. He's like, I suck at that game, by the way. I was like, still someday. I'm going to get him on here. But <laughs> All right, right. All right. Song number two. This time it is uh, Donnie, Tara, and Chrissy. All right. So here we go. Titty Trey. I wonder when they started getting soundboard. Is that like a dumb question? They, they always have soundboard? I don't know. Yes. Alright. I'm gonna guess. Uh... 10, 17, 88. Wow, you're going really old school. Yeah. I mean, that's really old school. Yeah. All right, Tara, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's 12, 10, 91. I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go... I feel like it's 92 or 93. Uh, I'm going to go... July 1st, 1992. A very good guess, but you just went over by a few months, Chrissy. Jesus fucking Christ! (laughs) Actually, Tara takes it with her her guess of 91. That was 4-17-92. I was closer, though. Do you see, Tara, you may get the point, but I am actually winning. (laughs) <laughs> I told you it gets nasty, Jared. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this is Jenny Chadbourne. She's like, uh, I think there should, should be some points for like really being close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because wait, wait, wait what did what did uh, what did Tara Lee guess again? Uh, she guessed December tenth, ninety one. And what was it again? Uh, Four seventeen ninety two. So it's just a couple oh, months off. Warfield Theater in San Francisco. If I would just do a spring tour, I might win. Yes. <laughs> 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 they don't do spring tours anymore. They should. Uh, I uh, All right. In the good old days. Yay! Good job. Good job, Charlie. Yay! Mm. All right. I'm gonna cry if I get a zero. <laughs> All right, and here we go with song three. Oh, 
everyone cheering. It sounds like they are, you know, on like, yeah, well, it sounds like they're on like a television show. Like, I'm on like, like Letterman or something. to Tara um I I think it was in Atlantic City but I don't remember when that was no one can help you because no one ever helps me well there's Halloween so I'll say 10 30 then how many years ago was that 15 Hmm. do I play on your Forgetfulness. Just one day behind. Do I so, do it? Over, over to Chrissy. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to... I feel like it's um, older than... I mean, newer than that. I feel like it's like... When did they play Worcester last? Never, because they never come back to Worcester ever again. Sorry, I'm a little That's, disgruntled lately. Yeah, what, wait. Been... Oh, I can't get any help. Boys, please come back to New England. We really uh, like you here, and there's all kinds of really I'm cool gonna things. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, fuck, shit. I mean, sorry. Really? <laughs> really? You're going to say D-bag in there, the C-word? <laughs> yes. Say all the words. Right, say all the words. <laughs> you know what? This is an adult program. They're words. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, summertime. No way. <laughs> June 30th, 2014. And Donnie. All right. So I don't think they played Susie Greenberg on at least the Atlantic City that I was there for New Year's Eve. Um, and I, I want, I'm going to say... <clears throat> this is an 09 show, and I think that this is like a David Letterman show. Uh, it just sounded like that. I'm going to say uh, they're coming back, and they're going to be like, yay, we're coming back. And it came in a, uh, 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 I'm going to say uh, March 1st, 2009. I love the super detailed guesses. They always were. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I sound we're like I know what I'm talking about. We're always very confident in our choices. Yeah, right? <laughs> No one gets it. This is <laughs> August 6th, 1996. Oh. At Red, at Red Rocks. Oh, I was there. Dumbass. Uh, Dumb. Well, actually, no, I can say I was on the mountain behind Red Rocks at the time. Because you were a Wookiee. Yeah. Wookiee. Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in my truck at the time. That's, yeah, Brando. you. Were yeah. they filming Letterman there? Uh, no. What? Uh, okay. God damn it. Just had to check. <laughs> Jeff Bryan. No points. I like it, though. Oh, man. I'll take a detailed guess all day. Okay. I know. I was super detailed. They're like, totally wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the score yeah, is... One to one to nothing. One to one to nothing. That'd be nothing oh, no, one to you, one. No, you still might cry. 
I, I, yeah, I know. I don't really cry over stuff like this, but <laughs> I might not. Don might have to take an Uber home. <laughs> <laughs> She'll drop me off on the side of the road. Hey, sorry, go ahead. Right, over to song number four. Here we go. I really do think this is SPAC. It's an excited crowd. I gotta hear Trey's voice. Yeah. Sounds tinny back in the day to me. I don't know what tinny sounds like, but that's what I hear. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Duh, it's not gonna be fucking Trey's voice. It's gonna be Mike's voice. Oh, yeah. This is his song. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm focusing. Uh, oh, sorry. You're focusing. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not listening to the fact that you don't know who's singing. <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. No, not even. Why can't they play like um some of his new songs like Nowhere's Man? So we know. <laughs> Christy, what do you think? <sighs> this is so hard. I wish I had a hat with all the dates in it and I could just pull a name out of the hat right now. Um, 2010. Mm. E- oh, they don't do spring tour anymore, so I'm not going to go with that. Oct- <laughs> <laughs> October 11th. That's the second time I've said October 11th. There's a lot of Octobers. 10, 11, oh, 10. July. All right. Over to Donnie. Uh, let's say uh, um, May 30th, 2011. Bitch. And Tara. Bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 6, 7, 2001. Yeah. And you're all over. Oh, <laughs> yes. Popsicles. This, this is October 7th, the year 2000. We all really, really suck. That's up to you. Every fan ever sucks. At- no, no, no. I can't say that. I definitely have people that are like get in touch with me. They're like, by the way, how did you not that know that was Bruce Springsteen singing that song for the last time? I don't know because I don't but- spend my whole life. Doing that? I do. That's the whole thing. It's pathetic. Well, you may be pathetic, but I'm not. I know. Sorry. So that was at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California. I also don't do West Coast tour. I did one time, and I hang out with the guy from Silver Spoons. The little redhead. Yeah, Ricky Schroeder? No. no. (laughs) Was it Silver Spoons? (laughs) No, he was from Eat My Shorts, too. He was a little redhead. He was an asshole in Eat My Shorts. I don't know that Eat My Shorts oh, show. Do you remember? I and then I think salute he was like, your shorts. Salute, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Salute my shorts. And he was a little redhead on that. And then he was also on, I really think either Silver Spoons or. You mean Family Ties? Brian Bosling? Nope. He was the redhead. And he Bud was like brought, brought on there to like shake things up for like a minute. But he walked past me and we hung out and smoked a bowl. Huh. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Terry? 
No, I it, love who? Silver Spoons. Wait, so that is might, Ricky it, Schroeder on Silver Spoons. Okay, so right? not yeah. Silver Spoons. Yeah. What's the other? No, no. So it wasn't Silver. It was the other one with the rich kids, and it was Would You Talk About Willis? And it was different uh, strokes. Yes, thank you. And they brought the little redhead red on there yeah, to yeah. kind of shake things oh, up a little bit. Oh yeah, that kid. Yeah, he walked by me, ninety-seven lot, and we hung out and smoked ball, and yeah, I was like, Hey, you're that kid. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's my Mountain View. Sorry. All right. Yes, Ryan. All right. <laughs> you guys, one of you two has to get a pointer. It's going to go down as a tie. Uh, so this is this is it. I'll, well, is I'll give you this one, all right, girls? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get this, and there'll be one to one to one, and then Ryan has oh, to just yeah. randomly pick something out of the masses. and We'll all or be we'll all just we'll celebrate all be queens for a day. Yeah, everybody won. I like that. We all get a Pop-Tart. <laughs> all right. Song number five. champion right now Donnie what do you think and since this is the last song 7118 7118 now what is the indicator for you this is always interesting um it sounded fresh I wish I knew I I know that uh, Sam, I'm, I'm like I know they played it this summer but like I'm gonna say that and then they probably didn't play it this summer I feel like they did play it this summer it sounded fresh to me people were singing long um. Yeah, that's fine. All right, Tara. Um, I'm gonna go with October 31st. What year is it? 1994. And Christy. Hmm. I love how different that was between Tara and I. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go. Jesus, I'm gonna go like December 31st, 1999, 2000. Woo! All right, two point oh, three point oh, covered the whole gamut there. Drum roll, and the winner is Donnie with a great guess. Uh, This was uh, August tenth, two thousand eighteen. I was gonna say August second, two thousand eighteen. I was in my bed with my headphones on, really listening to that show. I thought I knew it. I should have did it. Mm. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bump you. You bitch. didn't want to win. You didn't want to win again. I know. You just just keep trying not to win. <laughs> you know I was I was also trying not to win. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not all about winning. Everybody gets a medal. I got a medal. <laughs> you did. We'll make it special for you, honey. It's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna get the losers losers medal of honor. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I need to go see my therapist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, 
Well, it was so wow. nice to meet you. Yes, yes. Brian, thank what, you what so much. What another amazing game of yes. market price. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Don't forget to spade or neuter your Wookiee. Yes, spade or neuter your Wookiee. And what does he say? Don't forget to get your Wooks spade and neutered. Yes. No lot babies. No. No lot all righty well everybody thank you Tara Lee thank you so much for joining us really this is you I remember when I first uh was presented the opportunity to do this podcast and I started looking through to interview people and and while we were talking I remember because it was Haley that also was both of you guys that I talked to or I connected with somehow back in March so you guys were on like my list from a million years ago I'm super psyched that this all worked out for today to uh interview you because you are a magical unicorn and i love it thanks that was so that was so much fun and i could talk to you both all day yeah I right i know we so can keep this going. Was fun. <laughs> awesome <laughs> we'll make well, it to one of your retreats and definitely dance are you going to albany i am <gasps> oh so are we yay yay all right we're doing this <laughs> yes, well, awesome mm-hmm. yeah awesome well it was nice to meet you Peace out. Yay. So nice to meet you, too. All right. Thank you. Terry, you can hang on just for a second. I'll be right with you, all right? Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for uh, joining us for, I think we're on episode 14? 13. 13 of uh, Female Centrics. And just a reminder that we are part of the awesome Osiris Podcast Network. Please check us out. We're affiliated with Relics. Um, and... Or check out Osiris Podcast Network, and we're affiliated with Relics. And um, to join us on Twitter, I'm slowly getting um, the you know, what's anyone I'm like forgetting about the Instagram whole counts going on, and working on a news site on Facebook. But um, yeah, thank you so much. Peace.